Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Insights of Experts. Today, we are honored to have with us Daniel. Daniel is the founder of Different Media Group, and he's a podcast host and author. How are you doing today, Daniel? Doing great. Thank you for having me on. And today, we are joined by Leanne. Leanne studying media and mass communications at the University of Cardiff. Uh, how are you today? Good, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, so the first question for Daniel, what inspired you to go into media and I guess more specifically podcasts? How did you choose podcasts as your medium out of all the different platforms available? You want the short answer or the long answer? <laughs> We've got time for both. <laughs> okay, so uh, really I did not choose podcasting. Podcasting chose me. Um, it was about four years ago, I was playing tennis and I get a phone call. Um, someone said to me, hey, Daniel, I hear you have an interesting business story. Um, I'd love to have you as a guest on my podcast. And I'll never forget my response to him, which was, what the heck is a podcast, right? I said, I, don't, I had no idea what it was. And so when he explained to me what a podcast was, I got really excited because at that point in my life, um, I had never spoken in public before. I didn't have any social media following. I was invisible online. I had a successful business, but it was offline. And so I said, sure, I'd love to be a guest on your, on your podcast. And so I went on the show and at the end of the podcast, um, I said, wow, that was so much fun. Uh, you know, this was, this was great. And uh, the host said, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I said, you know, out of interest, how many people were listening to this? And in my head, I thought he would say, you know, 20, 30 people maybe, right? Which would be great. Um, so when he turned around and he said, there were over a thousand people listening, I almost fell off my chair. I said, what? Are you serious? No way. There's no way there's a thousand people listening to me. Like that, like some of the biggest speakers, they get on stage. And if there's a thousand people in the audience, that's a very big crowd. And, and he said, yeah, well, you know, I said, where are all these people? And he said, well, they're all over the world. And he started listing all these countries. And so that's when I decided I need to do podcasting. So two weeks later, I started my own podcast. I called it, Can I Pick Your Brain? And I decided I'm going to pick the brains of the most successful business leaders of our generation. There were only two problems. Number one, I didn't know any successful business leaders to interview. And number two is... I didn't know how to get people to, to listen to the podcast. Like, how do I get people to listen to this? How do they find me? And then I had this aha moment, which was if that guy had a podcast with over a thousand people and, you know, they had me as a guest, I'm a nobody, right? Then I could just get on a lot of other podcasts and then talk about my own podcast. And hopefully I will leverage their audience and, and basically bring their audience over to me as well. And so that's what I started doing. I started getting on a lot of different podcasts. And within a very short period of time, in less than two years, um, I ended up getting over a quarter of a million downloads, became a top-rated podcast host on iTunes, um, interviewed four billionaires, the leading hostage negotiator for the FBI, the US memory champion, the smartest man alive, and a whole host of other incredible guests. I then wrote a book, which became a number one bestseller on Amazon. Um, and this all happened just by getting on podcasts as a guest. Um, that's the first part of the story. The second part of the story 
is that I started getting bombarded with email pitches from PR agencies and book publicists trying to get their clients on my show as guests. But there were only two problems. Number one is they didn't know me and I didn't know them. So there was no relationship. And number two is they all were boring. <laughs> they were just really boring. Um, and uh, I just kept sending them to spam. And I would get dozens of these every single day. And after a couple of months, I woke up one day, this is about three and a half years ago, and I had this light bulb moment where I said, hold on a second, people are paying you know, a crazy amount of money to hire these expensive PR agencies and book publicists, and they're just doing a really bad job at trying to get them on podcasts because they just don't understand the space. And I have my own top rated podcast. I've been on other podcasts as a guest and I'm friends with other top rated podcasts as well. So I know what a great guest um, looks like. I know what top rated hosts are looking for in a guest and I have the relationships already with these other podcast hosts. So that's when I had the idea to start my own podcast booking agency, which was Geffen Media Group. Um, and since then, over the last three and a half years, we've, wor we've worked with many, many different authors, placing them on the top podcasts in their industry. And they've sold a lot of books. Um, and then what happened was about a year and a half ago, I realized that many people can't afford um, a podcast booking agency. You know, we charge thousands of dollars for that. And there are over 1.5 million podcasts right now. And most of the hosts are looking for guests. They don't have a way to get guests. They're not big enough to get, you know, the guests that are being pitched by all these PR agencies. So I realized that there's these two markets that are not being catered to. And so that's when I had the idea for podbooker.com. So podbooker essentially is a marketplace. It's a platform where hosts can find guests and guests can find podcast hosts and they can pitch them straight on the platform. They have profiles and uh, everything gets done through the platform. So that, that was uh, sort of how I got to where I am right now. Thank you. Um, do you see podcasts as playing a major role in the next generation of media? Like, do you think the youth should focus on trying to keep up with podcasts and making podcasting a much bigger um, thing of, uh, of the next generation to promote things or to learn, et cetera. Yeah, a million percent. So the trend, uh, what's happened is that there's now over 150 million Americans listening to podcasts regularly. So it's become mainstream. Um, and the reason why that is, I believe is it, it all has to do with attention, right? So, um, right now social media is just really noisy you know everyone's everyone's just posting i remember when uh i started on facebook you know you would post something and most of the people in your network would see it now you're lucky if five percent ten percent of your network sees what you post right and so the it's all about attention on on social media people have an average attention span of about three seconds right um if, if we talk about marketing, um, marketing is all about how long can you keep someone's attention for? And the reason why that is, is because if you want to persuade someone to do something, whether it's to buy your product, buy your service, um, believe in a cause or join your movement, it all comes down to how much attention can you, can you hold, right? 
you can't change someone's mind in three seconds. But what's amazing about podcasts is that over 85% of people that listen to podcasts listen to the whole thing from beginning to end. And the average podcast is over 45 minutes long. That means that you have someone's attention for 45 minutes. In today's world, that's, that's a miracle. That's incredible, right? The other thing to realize is who are the people that are listening to podcasts? These are people who are investing in their self. These are people who are growth-minded. They're in a growth-minded uh, mindset. Whereas people who, who are on Facebook or, or Instagram, you know, most likely they're sitting on the toilet till their thighs go numb, just scrolling through their feed, right? Or they're sitting on their couch, just kind of, you know, passing the time by. They're, they're in a passive mindset. They're not in a, a, a they're not thinking about uh, growing or, or developing themselves. Whereas someone who is actively listening to a podcast, those are the people that read books. Those are the people that will buy courses or services to, to grow into and to further their education. So it's a very different demographic as well. Um, yeah, does that answer your question? Thank you very much. Another thing I would like to touch upon is you actually also have authored a book, The Self-Help Addict. In particular, I wanted to explore the area of procrastination and I wanted to get your take on procrastination and any advice you might offer use on how they could tackle procrastination within their mind and things they can do? Yeah, great question. Um, so uh, procrastination is a killer, right? Most of uh, the reason why we fail is because we don't try, right? If you don't try it, then of course you're not going to fail um, because you didn't, you didn't try it, right? I, I interviewed uh, one, one person who came on my show. He was a billionaire called Jeff Hoffman, who is the owner of... Uh, Priceline.com, Booking.com, Hotels.com, and a whole host of other um, companies. And I asked him a question. I said, Jeff, you know, there's only 2,000 billionaires in the world. How is it that, you know, you managed to become one of those 2,000, right? What separates you from everyone else? And he said to me, he said, Daniel, it comes down to really one main thing. He said, in my office, I have a, a sign. And the sign says, Ideas are welcome here, but execution is worshipped. Everything comes down to the execution. It's all about the action that you take. Um, and I think the reason why we procrastinate is mainly just because we're, we're afraid. And I think that most people think that they're afraid to fail, but I, I would argue that uh, sometimes we're afraid to succeed because if we fail, okay, no one really knows much about it. We don't, you know, we move on. But what if I succeed? What if this actually works? Then what? And that's very scary because now I've got to go and climb further. I've got to go higher. And so it's really, it really comes down to that fear. And when a person is able to take action without, um, letting the feelings take over, that's the key. Because as long as you stay in your head and as long as you are taking your feelings too seriously, um, then you're just going to keep talking yourself out. It's like, imagine uh, being at the edge of a swimming pool, right? And you don't know how to swim. 
So as long as you're standing there talking to yourself, you're not going to go in there. You're too scared. So what I did, I have five children and I hope you don't think I'm um, a bad father for doing this, but I just, ch I threw them in right now. Um, you know, they, 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 uh, uh, I give you an example, my three-year-old, for example, you know, he, he started struggling to swim and it looked like he was drowning, but I was right next to him. So obviously I made sure he wouldn't drown, but out of necessity, we are, in, we humans are usually capable of being able to adapt very quickly to our surroundings. And he was able to kick his legs and move his arms and suddenly he's swimming, right? So I think it's the same thing. Like when we are able to sort of imagine that our feelings are our children, if you look at your feelings like they're your children, you have to just throw them in. You got to say, no, 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 you don't, don't listen to them. Just we're going in anyway, right? And you just got to go with it. That's actually really powerful because it flips the argument on its head, right? That perhaps A, we should also look at success, but B, we also need to let emotions and other things run, control it, and that's how we grow. Uh, it's now time for our guest student, Ian, to ask a question. Ian? Hi. Um, so my first question is, um, is it possible to grow a podcast into a brand and connect it with... Um, some other business, like for example, um, maybe a designer tries to gain popular. Sorry, I'm so nervous. Popularity by writing blogs or um, hosting podcasts, and maybe eventually they can um, use their popularity and maybe becomes a freelance designer or content creator. Is it possible? Yeah. Um, so. Podcasting is just another medium, right? Um, you know, in the olden days, uh, if you wanted to sell something, you would have to knock on someone's door and say, hi, would you like to buy this, right? And then you had, um, you know, phone, cold calling, you know, people would call you up on your phone. Hey, you know, you want to you wanna buy this, right? And then you'd have radio and you would have TV and, you know, would you like to buy this? Every, you know, and so there was, it, it's, communication is always going to be the same. The, the art of sales will always be the same. It will never change. It's just another platform. So podcasting is just another platform. The key to selling is not to say, Hey, do you want to buy this? Because nobody really wants to buy things when they're being interrupted and they're being told to buy something. We buy something when we feel an emotional connection to the person or the mission or the story, right? So if you look at Nike or Adidas or any of these big brands, Coca-Cola, they all tell stories. They tell very powerful stories that have a mission. And when you buy into their mission, even though it has nothing to do with fizzy drink, it doesn't have anything to do with soda. It has nothing to do with shoes, but you attach that emotion that you have to their mission and to their story and then you find yourself going and buying yourself a pair of Nikes, which makes no sense, but that's the power of creating an emotional connection. So the reason why podcasting is so powerful is because it doesn't matter if you're selling shoes or if you're selling insurance or if you're selling beauty accessories or coaching, you know, practice, whatever it is, you're creating an emotional connection with people. 
You're creating a personal connection through your personal story and through your mission. And when you're able to connect to people with your personal story and your mission, everybody will be coming to buy from you. Okay, thank you. And so there are quite many ways to monetize a podcast. And do you have any interesting ways you have seen any podcaster did? Well, we all know Joe Rogan, right? I mean, that's, he's the biggest star. So uh, Spotify recently paid him $100 million to, um, to be an exclusive on their platform. Now, that's an extreme example, right, obviously. But that just goes to show you how big, you know, how much money there is in this space. And it's going to get bigger, right? We're, we're still at the tipping. We're still at the in early stages. You know, 1.5 million podcasts is a drop in the ocean if you think about how many YouTube uh, uh, channels there are, okay? And how many blogs there are. There are over a billion blogs. So 1.5 million is, is nothing. Um, I predict within the next few years, there's going to be tens of millions of podcasts. So um, this is really the early stages of, of the industry. And, and now is the best time to get in because when it gets saturated, like Facebook, like, like Google, right? things get expensive. When you get in early on a platform or in a space, in a market, you take advantage of what's called undervalued attention. Right now it's undervalued attention because it doesn't cost any money to get on a podcast. I'm on this podcast right now and I did not pay any money to be on here. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Right. It, it, it's free. Now, now the host puts in a lot of work, right, Jonathan? You put in a lot of work, right? You got you to uh, produce the podcast. You got to edit the podcast. You got to find the guests. You got to prepare for the guests. You've got to then um, uh, promote it to your audience. There's a lot of work that goes in. And I, Daniel, come along and I get free exposure to your audience that you spent, you know, however long building. That's going to change. At some point, the hosts are going to say, hold on a second. Why don't I charge money for this? And actually what's happened recently is that there are some top rated hosts who are charging money. So for example, there's a host called John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire who now charges $3,500 per guest to be on his podcast. $3,500 per guest. And imagine he does about four episodes a week right? So do the math. He's making a lot. That's besides for all the sponsorships that he's, that he's got and all the affiliate deals that he's, that he's got and all the products that he sells. There's a lot of money in podcasting. You just have to do it the right way. But the key is first, you've got to build your audience because once you have an audience of people who know, like, and trust you, then you can sell. But first, you have to build the audience. And, and to build the audience, you've got to create value. So you've got to be willing to invest first your time and your energy before you can expect to, to get a return, to be able to start earning on that. Um, personally, I see podcasts as being the best way to build your network. Like, for example, with me, four years ago, I didn't really know anyone. Today, I mean... I can, I can get on the phone with 
you know, angel investors, VCs, Fortune 500 CEOs, you know, my, my network is massive and very, very valuable. But that's because I built that up over time by delivering value. When you create value, so then value comes back to you. People nowadays, they don't have a lot of patience. So, you know, they tend to expect results immediately. And, I, and that's the wrong way to go about things. You have to first give and then you get back. So um, don't start a podcast to make a full-time living. Do it on the side, build it up over time. And eventually you, you can make a full-time living for sure um, through podcasts. Thank you. It's really amazing. And how do we keep our podcast interesting when we are hosting alone without guests or co-hosts? And how do we avoid the lecture kind of feeling? Um, it all comes down to just um, practice. So when I first started my own podcast, I listened to it and I, and I couldn't, I was cringing. I was, oh my God, who is that? Is that me? It sounds so bad. You know, I mean, for two reasons, number one, my voice just sounded really weird. I'm like, who is that? Um, and two is just, you know, why did I, mm, and why did I pause over there? And, and then I realized that I've, I've just got to keep doing it. You got to stop judging yourself and just put yourself out there. Um, it's very, it's hard if you're a perfectionist and you're trying to do things perfectly, but I would just say, kill the perfectionist. You know, you just got to kill the perfectionist, the, the perfectionist, because otherwise the perfectionist will kill you. It will kill your dreams. So if someone's trying to kill you, you got to kill them first, right? <laughs> otherwise, you know, it's war. The perfectionist has to die. So how do you kill the perfectionist by, constantly putting yourself out there by doing things that naturally you don't, you don't feel comfortable with. When you get out of your comfort zone, you start to break, you break those, those, um, those feelings of fear. You start to tear them apart. And I think the main reason why people are afraid and, um, uh, they procrastinate is really because they care about what other people think about them. You know, what are they going to think about me? And the truth is, you know, one of the most memorable things anyone said to me was I had this person on my podcast. He said, Daniel, what other people think about you has nothing to do with you because everyone thinks about themselves and everyone has their own reasons for their belief systems or their judgments or criticisms. They've got their own baggage. They've got their own thing going on. So what they think about you really has nothing to do with you. It's, it's just them. So don't worry about them, right? When you walk into a room, let's say you go to a wedding and you get all dressed up and you're thinking, Oh, I wonder how, I look like, what do people think about how I look? Well, they're not really thinking about how you're looking because they're thinking the same thing that you are. <laughs> Everyone there is thinking, how do I look? So they're not thinking about you at all. And when you're able to flip it around and say, okay, hold on. If, if everybody's just thinking about themselves, then 
if I focus on them, then you become the most attractive person in the room. Because everyone just wants to be loved and appreciated. That's really what we all want. We just all want to be loved and appreciated. So if you know that and realize that and recognize that, and then you spend your time focusing on, okay, how can I love and appreciate other people and show them that, well, then everybody's going to be yeah, totally in love with you because they love themselves, right? People want to, they just, that's what they want. They're craving that. They're craving warmth and love from other people. And so when you do your podcast, focus on helping that person that's going to listen to that podcast. Someone's going to be listening to that that's going to be inspired. Don't worry about how you sound. Be more concerned with, I want to deliver a message because I know there's someone out there that's going to listen to this and it's going to help them. Thank you very much for all of your amazing answers. I'm sure Leanne has learned as much as we have on our podcast as we're also starting out. So thank you very much for your advice. Um, we would just like to answer our sort of routine question that we tend to ask everyone that comes on our sort of podcast, you could say. Um, and it is, if you could leave the youth with one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, wow. Um, I think it would be that everyone on this planet is unique. If you look at um, your fingerprints, there's no two people on the entire planet to ever live that had two of, two of the same fingerprints. Never happened, which is incredible. And so if we know that to be true, then what that, what, that, what that tells me and what that should tell you is that you have a unique footprint, fingerprint. You have a unique reason why you're here that no one else can do. You, you have your own personal mission on this planet and no one else can do that. And I think the key is that if everyone understood that they were important, that they were needed, that the world is here and you are a part of that world and that the world would not be the same without you, then I think people would appreciate themselves more. And I think that's what we need. We need to appreciate ourselves more. We're too hard on ourselves. Most people are you know, beat themselves up and criticize themselves. Forget about the bullies. I was bullied in high school, but the bullies couldn't do anywhere near as much harm as I did to myself in my head. So treat yourself better, appreciate yourself, respect yourself because you're here for a reason. You're unique and you're created for a purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Insights with Experts. We'd now like to introduce a platform that we think would be useful for all of our viewers. Teachers on Wheels is an Australian charity that helps people from all walks of life achieve their career goals. They provide free career guidance and support services to young people in Australia and all over the world, including weekly career webinars with professionals from a diverse range of industries, a resume review service, and a mentoring program in collaboration with Westpac. Thanks for listening in. This podcast has been brought to you by Desera, a platform designed to bridge the gap between the youth and professionals. 
You can read more about us at desair.org. And you can also check out the section titled Insights with Experts, where you can submit your questions that you might have for future experts and industries that you would like to learn more about. And you can also refer in any experts that you might know yourself.